Well, welcome to Monday, everybody. It's good to see you. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. And I'm Jake. And you are now listening to Art House Rewind, if you didn't know already, based on mm-hmm. what you clicked on. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We're talking about all things film, art, and culture, particularly in Billings, Montana, as it pertains to Art House Cinema and the Babcock Theater. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I'm good. good. You're good? All right. It's good to see both of you. So, Brian, before yes. we jump into our conversation... What's happening? What's going on in the world of Art House? Oh, of Art House. Okay, you don't care what I'm doing. Well, no, (laughs) this is a professional work environment. Usually it's whatever's happening at Art House anyway. Keep your personal feelings to yourself. Just tell me the work-related things. Yeah, Uh, so this weekend we are going to hold on to a few things here at Art House. So uh, we will be holding on to Women Talking for another week. So if you haven't had a chance to get in and see Women Talking... Get in here, check it out. It's yeah. good. It's still playing well. Still uh, playing real well. We've you, had pretty you guys full have both shows, seen it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good. So, I like it. it sticks yeah. with you. So check that one out, and then uh, we will be also holding on to the animated shorts for the weekend only. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Get in, check those animated shorts out before those go away, and then the live action shorts opens this Friday. Uh, in the mix there as well. So, so it'll play through the weekend, but also into next into week. Into the yeah, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday as well. Yep. yep. And so. then what about the doc shorts, Brian? The Gotta doc shorts are also happening uh, two nights only to catch, catch that whole package uh, on Monday and Tuesday. We'll have those documentary shorts. Those ones usually don't play as well as the other ones, so we just give that short window for the people that are passionate about it, which are the people listening to us right now. So, <laughs> And there was a little bit uh, during COVID, it kind of felt like that Doc Shorts one went, because it used to be like a three, four-hour program, and it yeah. kind of felt like it went down to like a two-hour program. It's back up It's there. back up to that three yeah. hours, <laughs> yep. Yep. We, yeah. We fixed it. <laughs> and they're all good. They're all like... Every, yeah, they're well done. They just tend to be pushing closer to that 40, 45 minute yeah. each. each. And yeah. then there's four or five of them. Yeah, yeah, it's like sitting down and watching five episodes of a show in one day. Yep. Which is a pretty good day for some people. So Exactly. <laughs> Come binge documentaries yeah, at binge our house. Binge those docs. And great. then Babcock. Oh, we got things happening there oh, too. Oh, do we? Uh, we got on Friday, we've got the original Charlton Heston, Planet of the Apes. So check that one out on the big screen. One of the uh, best sci-fi films of the 1960s. And it's 55 this year. Not usually a celebrated anniversary, but I did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 55 is a good 55, good year. yep. And then uh, on Saturday, we will have uh, Inuo, which is an anime film that came out this year that I thought was a shoe-in for an Oscar nomination, and then they went and nominated The Sea Beast instead. So you can come check out a should-have-been Oscar nominee. <laughs> have you seen it? I have seen it. Okay. It's really great. Really good. Um, so we will have that on Saturday. Uh, matinee will be a the Japanese version with subtitles, and then 6 o'clock on Saturday we have the English dub of that. So whichever your preference, come check it out on the big screen. Uh, bring the kids because it's, it's great. It's a wonderful little feudal Japan rock opera. So... <laughs> It's a lot of fun. And then late night on Saturday, I have 
the 55th anniversary <laughs> of Night of the Living Dead. So check that one out, George A. Romero. Um, indie film that like really took off, like one of the more successful indie films ever, and also birthed what we kind of consider the zombie genre, True. because zombies existed in other films, but they weren't really established as the way we know them from here on out is what we kind of know as the zombie genre after night of the living dead. So great stuff happening. Check them out. Lots of good stuff. So gentlemen, uh, we are getting deeper and deeper into the Oscar season. So we talked a couple weeks ago about the nominees and kind of our reaction to those kinds of things. Uh, I thought it would be fun in the midst of, uh, you know, the Oscars coming up to talk about, when are times and moments uh, when the Oscars have gotten it right and when are times when we feel like the Oscars have gotten it wrong? And this is all our own personal opinion. Obviously, there's cultural narratives around certain films of how could they give that film best picture or whatever. And and sure, you can jump on board yeah. with that if you want. But my question is, you know, personally for you, when are those moments and times in the in the past? And And, and I did limit it to times that you've been alive that you remember it. So mm-hmm. it's not looking back into the seventies or the sixties. Um, but really, you know, in our own season that we've watched the Oscars and we had that guttural reaction of like, yeah, they got it wrong or yes, they got it right. What, whatever it is. And so, uh, there's no wrong answer. There's no right answer. It's just a conversation around, I think why we love, uh, this medium of film and art. It's an opportunity to kind of have these dis- disagreements and debates. And unlike politics, we can really easily still be friends and disagree on certain things. <laughs> not uh, always. Not, not, well, it depends. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like we, we can have that. And so I'm, I'm interested to hear where you guys feel like it's gotten, they got it right and they got it wrong. So Jake, uh, we're going to start with you. Let's start with where the Oscars have gotten it right for you and, and where you would celebrate and say, yes, this was a big deal. Yeah, I, uh, I think th- I was really impacted by Art House having its party because I don't know that I cared before that. Sure. Um, so attending as like a volunteer member. Um, and then on top of that, I was a movie pass goer in 2017 and 2018. So I really felt that I kind of had a pretty strong opinion because I had seen, I think, 90% of stuff that year that yeah. had made it. Um, and so uh, the one that I feel like they really got right um, is 2019's Parasite. Um, it was the first foreign film to win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I felt out of the list that was there, it was the one that I talk about like when we run the cinema and I see people come back and bring their friends and rewatching something like that one to me was one that I brought my wife. I brought my best friend. I brought like, I brought different people and then, um, they re-released in black and white right before the Oscars Mm -hmm. with us here. And so like had to watch it again and had to see like, okay, like, you know, so to me that one was the pretty clear, like, and then just the ability for them to pick that one, I think was really powerful too. Yeah. I think, yeah, so I, I never grew up going to Oscar parties or, like, I remember watching them as a kid, and it, because of my upbringing, like, the Oscars was when I was, like, discovering films, like, right. oh, that looks good, which mm-hmm. I think is still, a, like, a lot of the general population has the potential to discover films based on the Oscars, and so I was in that place, so since opening Art House and doing the Oscar party every single year, it's become a whole new thing to have that experience of like feeling like you've seen these things and then when a film wins and it, you know, and that, that for me, parasite win was, was a big deal in that, that moment of like, 
that's crazy because it felt like it's not our film. We don't know any of the film. Like there's zero connection to it, honestly. But it felt like art house one by that win in some in some ways, and it was really really cool and really fun. Yeah. So, Brian, how about for you? Um, I mean, honestly, 2019 uh, is probably my biggest one as well. Um, I could throw another one out there in the sense of uh, it. It might be a little too early to say um, how big of a win this was, but um, the year when there was a literal mistake that happened where they read the wrong uh, winner of Best Picture of La La Land and then uh, course corrected it to Moonlight, Mm -hmm. um, I I do think that that was almost a, a sign too of when they said la la land that seemed like the okay that's the safe pick that the yep. academy nobody would have was always surprised picked. Yep. no one was yep. surprised yep. but moonlight was a genuine surprise of yes this it does seem like the more progressive the more forward-thinking uh film something that did something different than what always wins the academy award yep. so yep. i was I was happy to see that one as well. And uh, so that that's mine too, not knowing our list, that Moonlight is is my pick. And it's the similar thing that we were just talking about as far as, uh, we were at Art House at the time, mm-hmm. we weren't at the Babcock. And when it when it won, it was like, I can't believe this is happening, not only because of the La La Land thing, but it just felt like such a small film in the midst of some of these other films that had, you know, lots of yeah. big things behind it, big actors, big directors, that kind of thing. And, and and even on that same list for that year is Manchester by the Sea, which yep. is still on Art House's top three, yeah. Brian, yeah. all time for yeah. sales and everything. Um, of Art House, it's number one, I oh, think, wow. or yeah. number two, maybe. But So you yeah. would have felt the same had that one been picked, too. For sure. I think I was more personally moved by Moonlight. Sure. So when Moonlight was the winner, it just felt like... Man, yeah. this is this is awesome. I can't believe that yeah. this just happened. It's kind of sad that, you know, the La La Land and nobody was being malicious, but it it just felt like like you just said, Brian, like nobody was surprised. It was like, okay, yeah, La La Land won. Yeah. And we kind of expected it. And then for it to be the other, it's just that crazy moment that most people get when they announce your name, you just lost it. <laughs> you yeah. know, and yeah. it's like, why are these guys on like everybody's just trying to figure yeah. out what was going on? So there's yeah. a one of the accounting firms is what yep. validates and does those. So yep. they got in a lot of trouble that year. Accountants, man. Right? <laughs> yes. Make the world go round and also stop turning at a moment's notice. Uh, Brian, let's go back in the reverse order when it comes reverse to order. when the Oscars got it wrong, in your opinion. What would you say? Oh, I mean, quite honestly, so they, many get it, times. they get it wrong a lot, honestly. <laughs> but um, I'd say if I were looking at like the most egregious ones in my lifetime, um, two really come to mind. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the one that I feel like less people bring up all the time. And that <laughs> is in 1996 when the English patient won. Oh. Um, that one beat out Fargo, yep. which I think, history has kind of shown that like one of these is still kind of relevant and celebrated where English patient, no one's talked about since 1996. So, and that happens a lot with the Academy Awards. I feel like we're, you know, something that's, you know, got, had a big campaign behind it and did all the things and then they award it and then it's never heard of again. Like, I I feel like that happens more often than not, honestly. Um, but Sometimes, given the year that it's, you know, what it's up against, it's not always the worst call, but I think, you know, 
something when it's up against Fargo that has become, you know, culturally, culturally a bigger deal, it really stands out. So, yeah. Yeah. It's the, the idea that, um, like these awards, they should give like 10 year Oscars. Yeah. Like we should go back. And, and yeah. I think it'd be, it's a legitimate thing. Yeah. Of like what films are we still talking about? What films are we still watching? And, yeah. and those are the ones that, you know, get in an extra award or get it, you know, cause I agree. Like when you look at the list, the English patient, Fargo, Jerry Maguire, uh, secrets and lies and shine, you know, Fargo obviously just outpaces all of the other nominees yeah. for like, just yeah, that Jerry cultural. Maguire may be the closest second, but I, I feel like that one still hasn't really held on as much. It's not a bad film, but yeah. it also has some like dated stuff, irony, or yeah, yeah dated yeah. stuff that we kind of make fun of and point at in some ways. And not that it's a bad film, but it's mm-hmm. like it hasn't lasted as long and been as influential as Fargo yeah. by any means. Yeah. So, and that was definitely a year that I was paying attention as well. Were you in the fifth grade, sixth grade? Uh, I would have been. In sixth grade, yeah, yeah, little Brian watching yeah. the Oscars. I remember. I, I'm pretty sure the one that I really remember watching the first time was the year that Braveheart won, which I think was the year before. before the year before, yeah. So, oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Little, I remember watching the Oscars as a kid. I don't think I've shared this story before, but I, I, I would just watch the Oscars, and I would think the whole time. None of these people have to go to work tomorrow. They all get to just party because I was, yeah. it's Sunday night, so I'm always thinking like, man, I got to go to school the next day. And I just thought that was the coolest thing yeah. ever that these guys just get yeah. a party. But, but yeah, for I mean, for me, it was um, watching the Oscars as a kid was almost more of a like you said, like this is me discovering. Like I hadn't even heard of most of these films. Yeah, um, but they. You know, at that age, especially around that '96, like I, I'm pretty sure I sought out Fargo after hearing so much yep. about it that night. Yep, yep, it's a good one, Jake. How about you? When did the Oscars get it wrong? Yeah, I think I have one that I know is like my true, true, but it's pre me, so I'll let that one be. But the, uh, I think that 2018 uh, Green Book winning, hmm. uh, I left. Uh, Black Klansman knowing that it was the winner. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, again, that was Movie Pass. I saw all those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the one that I left going, wow, like that's going to stick with me. And I think that I'm glad he was able to get director that year um, because I feel that the other big, big miss ever was that Do the Right Thing to me is in the upper echelon tier of movies yeah. that I, I rewatch that one pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, and, and that one didn't even get nominated. It didn't even get nominated, but Driving Miss Daisy won that year. And yeah. then Green Book wins. Like, yeah. yeah. No, it's a, again, like understanding the history of things like this. This is, it's interesting. My, uh, my pick would be the same, Green Book. And it's interesting because, like, we had just opened the Babcock and Green Book won. And we brought it to the Babcock and lots of people showed up. It was, a, it was, it was great for us. Like, and it was really fun, and people really enjoyed the film. So I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not here to poo-poo the film. But here's a film that's talking about a concept and a topic that sure is doing an okay job at it. But then you have other films on the list, like A Black Klansman, that is, that is working to tell a similar kind of story, but from a much more, yeah. I would say, powerful and centered approach mm, than sure. what Green Book kind of got, got into some... Hollywood land areas, I guess I would say. So it, that was like really 
Like yeah. as people are coming out of the green book, like that was incredible. That was yeah. awesome. You know, and the joke yeah. of like, we fixed racism, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> look at it, we did it. And, there, and there's just this part of you. that's like, oh man, yeah. there's so there's better. Let's talk about this over here rather than be distracted by this thing. So, and I think it is one of those films, like, are we talking about that film even five years later right. on right. the same level as even like uh, Roma, Roma, Star is yeah. Born, you know, yeah. Black Klansman, yeah. You know, that that kind of stuff. It, no. it, it I just think makes that night after they announced it, you and I locked eyes and each rolled our eyes. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that would be my pick for sure. I think the other one, and, and this is, uh, I know, maybe a touchy subject, but the other one, just based on the, uh, like the true cultural impact standpoint, Nomadland, for me, I was telling you, Jake, like yeah. I, I just... I, I enjoyed it in the moment. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the story around how the film was made and all of those concepts. And when it won, there was no part of me that was frustrated that it won. But when I look at the list of other films, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago 7, I would go back and watch any of those other films. Yeah. Not rewatch Nomadland. And I have no. no desire to watch Nomadland again. And uh, I'm not... Yeah. Anyways, so it's just interesting, like how these campaigns build something in a cultural narrative mm-hmm. that it doesn't last outside of that moment and that yeah. announcement, and then it's gone and done. And it's kind of funny because then people go back. Uh, the numbers of people that didn't watch Nomadland when we had it at Art House, then it won, and then they go back and watch it, and then they, you know, come and complain to me like. Why did that one win? Why were, were you? Yeah, I'm like, right. I, I, one, I didn't I, make the film. Yeah. Two, I didn't vote for it. Three, yeah, I kind of see your point, but also like, yeah, this is just the yeah. the reality of of the world that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, neither of you mentioned the other one that I thought was like the most egregious one, which was 1998 when Shakespeare in Love won. Yeah, oh, stop uh, it, I, when man. you talked about like things that like that are just completely glossed over as a winner, like uh, my yeah. mother in law got us that and was like, it won Best Picture. I was like, the hell is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. so, so what would you have picked? Saving Private Ryan? Probably Saving Private Ryan or even The Thin Red Line. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those ones are bad. Uh, the is other... it the sex scenes? Sex scenes made you a little uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that's okay. It, it <laughs> also had the the other Fines brother that no one cares about. <laughs> but, uh, and then the other one that um, I remember being pretty upset about in the time, but... Less so over time, but uh, when Crash won in yep. 2006, I believe. Yeah, five or five six. Five or six, one of those. Five. Six um, has departed. More because uh, Brokeback Mountain seemed like it was breaking new ground. It was a story that yep. hadn't really been told to that level before. Yep. And and it was just like, wow, Crash, again, a we solved racism movie yep. Yep. <laughs> sort of thing. But I. I think the other one, too, um, that comes up for me that's kind of weird as far as the stuff that they did was uh, in 91 when, and not that, I think Silence of the Lambs is the clear winner out of that group, mm-hmm. but by putting Beauty and the Beast in that same, in yeah. that best picture category. First and only time a, an animated film was, uh, or maybe... Since There's, then, we've since had a then couple. we've had yeah yeah, yeah. but it but, was it's the reason we have a whole animation category or catalyst for and then yep. in two thousand and one we get the first iteration of uh, best with Shrek animated. yep <laughs> um, Shrek beats Monsters Inc that year but I think that 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 one like those two films definitely stand out um, but again I think Silence of the Lambs the only one that could have beat it and it did beat mm-hmm. it so so just because we're there Goodfellas over Dances with Wolves probably for you Brian yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. I assumed as much. So no, I, I, yeah, silence of the lambs deserves it, but I think that it was that your fascinating, like you wanted to point at it, but you weren't technically watching the Oscars at yeah, that time. Yeah. So yeah. That makes yeah sense. I, same for me that I wasn't really watching them at the time, but I had it noted. And it's also the third film that ever swept all five major categories. We haven't had another one since. Silence of the Lambs was? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and yeah. It Happened One Night, yeah. or the other two. I like it. So. I've got a, like, my brother got me this movie trivia that's just a deck of cards. Okay. And it sits on my little work shelf over there. Okay. One day when Brian and I were down here working together, he knew about 90%, so don't play that <laughs> don't game. Don't play that game with Brian. Brian. Yeah, he knew. Oh, I feel like I knew that before. I, I didn't need to play the game. I already right. knew that. No. <laughs> so, well, gentlemen, Oscars are coming up March 12th. March 12th. Tickets are on sale for members, so if you're not an Art House member, uh, you can just get the lowest level membership if you want, and then you have access to tickets for the Oscar party. If you are a member, you can get tickets if you're a VIP member, which means you are a celebrity, a producer, or a director level member. Uh, you get to come for free because you're free. a VIP. So yep. you're going to have some great food and just uh, opportunity. We call it kind of an art house family event. It's just getting our favorite people in the room together to celebrate film, art, and culture and watch the Oscars together at the best place to do it, the Babcock. So hope you can make it, and let's hope the winner uh, happens. So we'll do a predictions podcast. We'll hope the um, winner happens. Hope, <laughs> hope our winner wins, okay. I think is what I was trying to say. <laughs> I mean, thanks for calling me out yeah. on that. I, they were just going to pack up for the night and be like, "Yeah, we're not going to." Yeah, we don't want to do this anymore. Crown anyone. Uh, anyways, uh, so we'll we'll do a predictions podcast in the in the coming weeks. But this was just an opportunity to kind of keep that buzz happening. So, other than that, I hope you're doing well. Everybody, have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.